Hello. It's been a little while since I did a podcast, but this morning I woke up and I thought, oh my goodness, it's time. Gosh darn it. <laughs> it's time to talk about some things with you. And the topic today is, well, the title of the podcast is, seriously, how do you get so amazingly intuitive? And <laughs> it's come up recently in, in some of the groups that I hold or in the um, the sessions that I do, or just in life in general, people talking to me as I move about my life, they're asking me tips on and for guidance on how to, how to be super intuitive, like how to literally be intuitive, to walk through life and be able to navigate while you're awake, right? While you're doing things, having conversations while you're moving about with your intuition intact versus not knowing what your intuition is saying at all, or only knowing what your intuition is saying when you go all by yourself and sit and meditate and tune in. And even then sometimes not knowing what your intuition is telling you, having it be like hit or miss. Like sometimes I know what my intuition is saying and sometimes I don't. But as I'm moving through life, I still feel like I don't have that inner dialogue or I don't have that that beautiful feeling or knowing that I am one with my intuition. And so I'm going to talk about that. And, and the all, honest to goodness, the answer is, which is the answer for everything. <laughs> it's practice. <laughs> but let me start off and say, the first thing is, is to set the intent that you really do want to live an intuitive life and, and really set the intent, like super duper set the intent and to go back and revisit that intent and to continue to refold that intent back into your life when you have shifts when things happen, when it's hard, when it's easy, when you've gone through a transition, when you feel like you're in a different spiritual place or a different spiritual level or just consciousness level, whatever it is, to continually revisit that intent. This is the thing, like setting it once is one thing, but when you have the desire to be intuitive and you start to actually become more intuitive what happens is it all yay or there sometimes it's like oh my gosh i cannot believe my intuition is telling me this i agree with my intuition i cannot believe what i've been doing i've been going in the wrong direction and now i have what i have a bunch of cleanup to do this is like phase one of intuition is if you have not been living an intuitive life, if you haven't been able to hear or parse or understand or translate your intuition, you've chances are you've made a lot of non-intuitive choices, right? You've made a lot of choices just with your brain or from feeling guilty or from all those old patterns. And so what happens is there's this cleanup period and the cleanup period can be difficult, honestly, and not a lot of fun. And it can cause disruption. What if you realize that your 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 whole, I could say your job, but what about your whole career isn't isn't what your intuition was leading you to? Relationships, I mean, everything can go through this take apart phase. And that part can be really challenging. And then what comes up is 
shame, blame, grief. Like we have to deal with all of those feelings that come up when we realize we're not in the place that was calling us. And we can see that. And we have to grieve not being in the place. We have to grieve what's happened to us out of that place. We have to, there's just a lot of processing. However, the good part is, is that number one, the intuition makes that process better, easier, faster, and deeper. It makes it richer. It makes it happen like once, right? Uh, It doesn't mean we don't revisit things, but like instead of uh, going into a topic that we're working with, not having our intuition, reading a bunch of books or taking classes or doing things, thinking that we fixed it, it's not fixed. That core, that core thing hasn't shifted at all. When we have our intuition and we move into shifting, we actually shift because the intuition is leading us into an integrative true shift. So that's, that's wonderful. So, but I said, number one, I don't know if I have a number two. I did. (laughs) What did I say? I said, I started to go down, right? That beautiful energy of a true integrated, you feel that a true integrated shift. Oh, that's wonderful. And that's wonderful, isn't it? It's wonderful. It's, it's wonderful. It's, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> so when you go through this take apart and you have your intuition, you'll be led through it more. Oh, I guess that's one and two. You'll be led through it more easily, but also it will be number two. It will be this wonderful integrative shift, which is really could be one of the reasons why you're asking to live an intuitive life at all is so that you can actually shift and you can actually feel that peace that comes from that wholeness that comes from having a, a, a true shift. So you say, I want to be intuitive. You start to go down that road. It stirs up a whole bunch of stuff. So have you revisited the desire to be intuitive? Have you even forgotten that the desire to be intuitive is there is the reason for all that <laughs> stirring up? <laughs> You're waking yourself up and then you're like, why am I out of bed? (laughs) Right? So to revisit that and say, okay, why do I want to be intuitive? I mean, yes, it is great to be intuitive, to manifest things, to get the things, to get the stuff. But what is your reason for being intuitive? And then let that evolve and get deeper and change as you move through this process of this stirring up and taking apart and, and, and listening to your intuition to move through your life more truly for you, more deeply, more beautifully. Revisit it. I want to be intuitive. Why? Because. What's the why? Because I want to feel strong, confident. I want to be decisive. I want to have clarity. Like get back into that because those feelings about why you're trying to be intuitive are the energetic, vibrational emotional uh, reality that you're moving towards, that you're beginning to cultivate in yourself, that you're, that you're bringing out, that you're amplifying. And that will help you not get stuck in the take apart part, like feeling that something's been stirred up, feeling that it's a sort of messy right now. Cause it's like, you've, you've opened the closet that you haven't 
looked at in a long time or didn't even realize there was a closet there at all. Like you pull back the wallpaper and you're like, ah, (laughs) all this stuff comes out. The room's messier than it was before. Instead of concentrating on the mess, the, the intent to be intuitive and what that feeling is, is your guiding help to lift you out of, to have perspective about that mess. So you can be like, you know what, this is messy, but can I laugh while I'm doing this? Can I cry gorgeously while I'm doing this? Can I have a, a, a healthy, awesome temper tantrum while I'm doing this? Can I move through these emotions authentically? Can I learn how to be more authentic? Yes, yes, yes. While I'm in this mess, look at me go, look at me go, look at me go. I'm heading towards here. So revisiting that intent is is wonderful. It's the practice, however, though, it's the practice, though, that creates this amazingly intuitive place. So I, I mean, I, I was, when I was a kid, I was super psychic and I've always been really empathic, but at some point I turned it off because I, it was my choice. I looked around, I said, oh, people are adults are uncomfortable. And the little me (laughs) says things that are clearly obvious, but they don't want to hear it. So don't do that. So I made the choice as a young child to, you know, not, not create waves in that area. And that caused a lot of challenges. And it was in my, my mid to late twenties that it really started to come back. And and that that's another a story for another time, perhaps. Uh, but what happened was, was that I started to practice it. I really, in my late twenties was like, gosh, darn it. I am going to get good at this. Right. Well, right now I'm 50. I, so why am I so amazingly intuitive? Well, right. Uh, over 20 years ago, I decided that I was going to be incredibly intuitive and I was going to stop ignoring these, this metaphysical side of me. And I was going to stop trying to live life in that logical, do this and you'll get that, like get the degree and then you'll get the job and then the job will give you the house and then the house will bring you what? I, I don't know. I stopped using that as my guiding force. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to go into this intuition and I've been practicing it ever since. And in the beginning, I used a lot of help. I had, um, a Cherokee Irish shaman teach me how to do, uh, the shamanic journey. And I did it every day for a year. I mean, I maybe missed two or three times tops. I mean, when I say I really did, I really did 20 minutes drum music in the, on the CD player, um, you know, smudging with the sage, laying down, setting my intent, and then writing the journey afterwards, writing it down, not to do anything with the information, but as an exercise to say that was real, what happened was real. I'm getting information. And I had, I had a spiritual circle, um, and in particular, a really close friend that I, that I was, who was also opening up spiritually, in that way. And we would talk about this stuff to, and it was a lot of, and this was, I mean, 20, 20 years ago, it was not okay to say in general, it was not okay to tell people you were psychic or you were doing spiritual stuff or you, or you had those types of gifts because it freaked people out. I mean, when I was growing up in the eighties, this was not, this was like an underground topic. The thing that I love, one of the things that I love about being in the in this world now is that it's 
if you could go anywhere, I could go anywhere and tell people I, I used to be a, a 1-800 psychic. And they're like, wow, they're not like, oh my gosh, run away. They're like, oh, people are open to it. The, the new generations are open to it. That dialogue uh, is shifting. People are wanting to get back into it. And so it's sometimes it still surprises me <laughs> that I forget sometimes how normal it is to discuss this stuff in at dinner parties everywhere in, in general, not everywhere, but you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like back in the day, it was like, don't mention it. The, I literally had people when I was um, getting into my intuitive self who really thought that I was having, I was being, um, that I was having a problem. Like they really thought that I was losing my mind and I wasn't, I was gaining my intuitive mind. And that at the time was unheard of in most circles. So I practice, I practice. So in the beginning, I used a lot of, here's a process, here's a tool. I read books like Sonia Choquette's books, things like that. I didn't know how to be intuitive. So I started off, it's like having training wheels or having scaffolding to build a house. I use a, a structure that somebody else had created in order to give me the what to do so that I could build the skill. As soon as my skill in myself took off enough, my guidance was like, okay, all done, all done outside stuff. Now you're going to be trained by your intuition. And I was like, what? And so my intuition trained me. <laughs> my, I could hear my guidance enough to do what my guidance suggested. And yes, sometimes that guidance was, I listened to Abraham for like 15 years and, or do this or do that. But it wasn't my brain saying, I'm going to take this class because everybody gives it a good review on Amazon. There wasn't always an Amazon, but right. This is the teacher it became guided. And this is a wonderful thing to realize is it is okay when you're new at this to just be like, I have no idea where to start. So I'm going to start with this teacher. I don't even know if it's the right teacher because here, here, hear this. Oh, if you hear anything, hear this by starting a class or reading that book or doing that book club or, or, or trying to do the practice that they're telling you, if you come at it from the idea of my whole goal, remember, is to be intuitive, which means understanding and interpreting messages for me, right? From me, which is my source and, and my soul for me, which is me manifested here on this place called earth. I'm going to learn a lot by going through this program or reading this book. I'm going to learn what things I like, and I'm going to learn what things I don't like. And then I'm going to have something to have traction about. I'm going to have something to push against or push off from. I'm going to have some type of a, of a language or a context with which way I can say, okay, let's talk about intuition. That's what that program or that book is going to get is going to give me. But here's the thing. When that tipping point comes where you don't want to do that program anymore or you don't want to do that book anymore and you're feeling guided in another direction, this is where you ask yourself, am I being guided in another direction or am, or am I pushing against this book or this program because this book or this program is forcing me to unearth a closet or go through a take apart and I don't want to go through the take apart? Am I pushing against something I'm called to because I'm scared or right? because there's going to be work involved 
or am I called to something else? Now, ironically, in order to know if you're pushing against or you're being called, you have to tune into your intuition. <laughs> but you're learning how to be intuitive. So how does that work? Well, practice. You just practice, 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 practice. And you practice in your whole life. Am I pushing against answering the phone? Am I guided to, to not answer the phone? Right? This this skill about are you pushing against, are you going to what, what's called, it works it, it, that's it. it. It works for everything. It is the medium in which you are asking to swim around if you're wanting to be amazingly intuitive, is to know when you're pushing, when you're receiving, when you're being guided, when you're trying to go in that direction versus being called in that direction. So there's all sorts of tools, 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 um, writing things down, meditating, not meditating, uh, you name it, there's tools. This podcast is not about those tools. This podcast is about the overall journey, this episode, about how to get intuitive. So then you practice. And here's the thing. You just keep going. Intuition, I has still have found no end to how much more intuitive I can be as the years go by, as the years go by, as the years go by. I was just um, talking to someone this morning about how, wow, I feel like I've popped into just in the last couple of days, this new level of living a life intuitively. And at this point, I'm already doing sessions and I'm channeling, I'm, I'm doing all this spiritually stuff and yet, right? So like a skill, whether it's a sport or an art or a craft, or um, I was thinking recently about this person I know who loves working with machines their skill of being a mechanic and putting things together. Like these types of lifelong pursuits, lifelong interests, lifelong skills. This is the intuitive life. It's a lifelong skill building. And it's it, just like with any skill, you'll get better at it the more you focus on it, pay attention to it, are interested in it, practice it, talk about it. Like whether it's knitting, we think about that. If you don't knit very often, then when you come back to it, you might be like, ah, right? A little bit rusty, they say, and your stitches aren't even, or I don't knit. So check out my um, examples. <laughs> the yarn's tangled. If you're not visiting your intuition very often, when you get to your intuition, it might be tangled and your intuition might be jumpy. Like you might not be getting clear signals so that you can navigate an entire discussion with yourself about something because you haven't been practicing it. Like you're, you're, you're skipping stitches, you're dropping, you're dropping stitches and you're like, ah, so, but if you practice it and you practice it in your daily life and you have dialogues about it, discussions about it, and you don't have to do it like 40 hours a week, but enough, whether it's something that you're, you're, you're tuning into and picking up enough that when you do need your intuition, it's there for you enough that you can actually use it. It's not this dropping it, picking it up, dropping it. it. It's about weaving it into your life and having it be something that you pay attention to just like sleep and eating and being hydrated and those types of things. You say, how's my intuition? How's my intuition hydration? Am I properly hydrated with intuition? Have I been have I been like just like have I moved have I been moving my body? Have I been moving my intuition? Right? And again, 
becomes a lifelong thing. So how do you become amazingly intuitive? Let's, let's wrap this up into one, you got to set the intent. You have to decide that you're willing to be intuitive more than you're willing to please others more than you're willing to live life the way other people are telling you to live. You have to decide that you want to be intuitive, knowing that it's going to, to <laughs> create take aparts. You, you, you can't rest in things that aren't a match for you anymore. When your, your intuition is calling you towards what's calling you. And when you know that there's a call and you are wanting to answer the call, it means you have to change. It means you're when it's time, because it's intuitive, you're going to be pulled out of, you're called out, not pulled, you're going to be called out of your comfort zone into discomfort to get into a new comfort zone. And that is the process of life. Now, your intuition will guide you through every step of the way. So the calling, the in-between part, and then the integrating, and the basking, and then the calling, and the integrating, and then the manifestation, and then the basking, like that whole cycle that continues and continues and continues about every topic in every way becomes more easy, more fun, more fluid, becomes deeper, becomes richer, becomes literally richer, becomes all of these things because you're doing it with your intuition. So it's about setting the intent. It's about continuing to set the intent. And it's about setting the intent, continuing to set the intent, and then accepting the fact that it's a lifelong, it's a lifelong thing, just like eating and sleeping. So one of the things that I will continually say over and over and over again in all sorts of ways is it is so helpful in a law of attraction journey, a spiritual journey, an intuitive journey, a journey of uh, being better in relationships to have somebody to talk to about it, to whether it's a book club or it's an online group, or it's an in-person group to have other folks who are going through the intuitive process, the journey we've been there to talk to about it. Because if you are trying to change and wanting to change and working on changing the story in your mind, remember, if you're only in your own mind with your own stories, you're playing with the same blocks over and over and over again, right? But you're wanting a new material to work with called your intuition. You're wanting to build structures you, you never built, built before. So being in your own mind with your own same thoughts over and over and over again. Yes, it can totally work. You can have a solitaire. If you feel called to it, go for it. I mean, seriously, whatever it is that you are truly called to, don't let anybody talk you out of it, right? Go what you're called. But I want to tell your mind, and I want to give you this idea, um, reveal this idea <laughs> that other people add new materials. Hey, have you tried building with this? Have you tried building that way? Oh, these, these blocks are irrelevant. You've been playing with these blocks a lot. Did you, did you remember that there's blocks over here? They give you these conversations with, with others, give you perspective. Books can do it too, but the conversations with others give you this perspective. And it also does the thing that is crucial, 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 crucial for living an intuitive life is it gives you the practice of figuring out, am I tuning into my intuition? Because the, while this person is talking to me or offering me insight 
Or because they're talking to me and offering me insight, have I started to tune into them instead? Is that's that codependency or that's that outside in training or that's that people pleasing or that's just that nature of being an empath and not being skilled yet at sorting what is mine and what is theirs. Very natural thing that happens. So as you're practicing and, and having dialogues with other people about your life and being intuitive and, and moving that way, you get real practice about what it really takes to be amazingly intuitive in your actual life, which is this. You got to hold your boundaries. It doesn't mean you push things away. Although in the beginning, there might be some pushing because you've been so embroiled and ingrained and, and, and interwoven with every with so many other people and things that you really might feel called to push things away for a while, this hard boundary setting period, so that you can even feel who you are and, and figure it out and get enough of an idea about what your energy is without other people's influence so that you have a starting point. And then you'll do it once in a while or as often as you need so that you can come back to it so that it becomes anchored in. But here's the thing. In order to walk through your life being amazingly intuitive, you have to be able to know your energy, period. You have to know your energy. You have to be able to know and identify your energy, your guidance, your thoughts in the midst of everything else. So you can go into a crowd and you don't lose yourself. You don't lose that intuitive um, energy that's coming your way. You can go anywhere. And of course, different places are easier than others. Right? There's a joke about, oh, if you think you're Zen, go back um, and spend the weekend with your family. <laughs> right? <laughs> so some, some, some places are, are it's easier to, to be able to hold hold that knowing of who you are and, and some some of them aren't they're different for each people but there are themes but to get it amazingly intuitive and to live it you have to be able to tell what's my brain what's my intuition when i'm alone and what's my brain and what's my intuition in a crowd or around somebody who really matters to you like ah you know, oh my gosh, I'm around so-and-so to never give, they say, give away your power. Another way to look at that is, is to get confused, is to get muddled up and not be able to tell what is mine and what is theirs. And that's a skill. That's a skill, 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 skill that you build. And so the, the intent is yours to set, to be intuitive, to revisit that. That's yours. And the practice really is an individual practice. You're the only one in your mind, right? Sorting through your thoughts. Um, the way that you tune into energy is truly unique to anybody. There are themes that we all have, but we all are a unique perspective. But the practice with others gives you this opportunity to say, hey, right? And of course, if you're in a loving spiritual circle or law of attraction circle or personal growth circle or book club or whatever it is, and those people want you to succeed and they don't have an agenda for you and they love your evolution and they love your becoming more of you. It's easier to be able to sort out what's yours and what's theirs because, because it's this loving environment. But you'll find even in those cases, you might still be like, oh, so-and-so is talking about going on this vacation. And then you might feel some jealousy come up 
or this calling to also go on a vacation. And even in a well-meaning, beautiful, loving group, nobody's trying to make you do anything or be who you're not. You might accidentally find yourself embroiled and lose sight of your intuition because something that they're doing, even wonderful things like get mixed up in your own calling and you don't know how to sort it out. And so it's wonderful to be able to practice sorting out your intuition amongst all this positive talk (laughs) versus having to do it when you're in a situation, when you're in a group where it's not fun (laughs) and, and it's very intense, right? So you build those skills. But, but the thing about it is, is I, 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 I love being able to help people on their intuitive journey. I love being able to say, hey, I wish I'd have known this when I was younger or using my intuition and, and my guidance to say, wow, here's your, here's the intuition I'm getting about your next steps to unleak, unlock, unlock your intuition, which I always find fun because sometimes the stuff that pops out of me for them is stuff I would never have logically thought I wouldn't say do this or do that or look at it this way and yet the intuition is guiding I'm being guided by intuition to help them with their intuition so there's all this this wonderful stuff that's happening I love all of that and yes having intuitive help and guidance while you're new at it is incredibly helpful but here's the thing I still had to and have to go through my own life. I have to let life experience teach me. That's the way that we actually learn. All these words that I'm offering to you are words to help you put in your pocket, right? You, you, You carry with you. You say, I love this to inform my life, but you've got to go out and live your life. And through living of your life, That's how you have epiphanies and realizations and changes and how you let things go or realize you haven't truly let things go yet, but you want to let them go. All of that is is life experience. And that's what we're all here for. We're here to perceive and to manifest through our unique perspective here in this medium called Earth with time, the illusion of time, um, physical objects, the illusion of physical objects, We're here to play in this medium. We're here to build in this medium. We're here to create in this medium. And that's an individual thing. So could I go back and talk to my younger self? I probably have. And maybe, and I am, right? (laughs) We're all, there is no time or space or distance, right? And say, here, do this. Yes. (laughs) But I still have to go through life. And I still have things to go through now. So... All this to say, regardless of somebody's age, when when you look at somebody who's amazingly intuitive, you can say, first of all, did not to try to get you to compare, but to understand so that you can really feel compassion and excitement about where you're at and what's all the awesome stuff that's coming to say, hey, did you ever shut your intuition down when you were little? Because if they didn't, wow, well, they have a rich intuitive experience that has been continuing since birth, okay? Did you shut it down and then did you reopen it? Like, how long you been working on this? Like, what's been your path? You could learn so much by just asking people lovingly and gently and beautifully and with curiosity, hey, 
Can you tell me about your intuitive journey? That also gives you context about your own and say, hey, you know what? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I love my younger self. And I love the, I love everything, which intuition will give you this. It's always, I mean, intuition is so source. It comes with love. It comes with no, no judgment. It comes with peace and acceptance and all the, all the, all the good things, all the yummy, th all the good feeling things. Intuition is, is that intuition can say things that the mind would say, oh my gosh, that's awful, but it doesn't feel awful when intuition says it because intuition never feels awful. <laughs> now our reaction to intuition can feel awful and those can be so embedded like at the same time that the intuition feels awful, but it's like the mind so quickly judges what the intuition is saying that it feels awful, but the intuition without the mind it's beautiful, no matter what the message is. It's beautiful, 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 beautiful. So to go back and say, wow, I love where I'm at now. And and back then, I was doing, I was doing what I was doing. And looking back where I'm at now from the future, what I what do I want to be able to say about myself? Do I want to be able to say, oh my gosh, you kept up with that intuitive journey and now look at where you are. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, I, I just, I want you to know that I, the fact that you're listening to this podcast means that you're interested in your intuition or being more intuitive. And I, and I want to say truly, there is no take apart that makes this, let's put it this way. It's wonderful. Yes, there are take apart parts, but living an intuitive life, is it all that it's cracked up to be? Heck, yes, <laughs> all that and more than you can possibly even imagine now. It is all that and more. 